What superhero do you relate to most? I'm so curious. Why? Each of us has our own innate nuclear power. It's God-given. And yet, we're all out here wondering, searching, forgetting, and suppressing. I know I was. It's okay. No judgments here. But I am going to get real. As a life and career coach, it's kind of my job. And you chose the show, so no one is forcing you. But the force is real. And the question I really want to ask is, what's your superpower? I'm Sharon Davenport. I've been called a real-life Wonder Woman. This show is designed to activate you alongside other superheroes. It's time that you arise, put your cape on, and fly. Well, hello, friends, and thank you for joining us today. I'm so excited that you're here and excited to introduce you to today's guest, Tony Stitz. Oh, um, okay, I don't want to butcher his last name, so I'm going to have him say it while he gets when he gets on here, too. But Stitz is an amazing guy. A lot of times he is he's a little quiet. He can be a little quiet because he's usually um, beh found behind the scenes, behind the camera, per se. Um, but don't let that fool you. He is a powerhouse for his family and for a little company that we work with together called Ula. Uh, he has also put in many miles pounding the pavement um, as well. We might talk about that a little. So let's get this party started. want to introduce you to Stitz. So welcome, Stitz, for joining us today. And you didn't know I was going to throw that one in about the um, about the pounding the pavement there, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Well, first of all, I'd like to thank Sharon for having me on. And it's always great seeing you and talking to you. So uh, it's always a blessing to be uh, be with you. Absolutely. Okay. Tell your last name for everybody so that I don't butcher it. Ochoa. 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 <laughs> yep. when, I, when I was wrestling in uh, in junior high and high school, I, I wrestled for quite some time. You would go to tournaments and I would really have to pay attention to the announcements to which mat I had to go to because you never knew how they were going to pronounce my last name. So <laughs> I, I'm, I'm used to having my name mispronounced. <laughs> well, well, I didn't want to butcher it. So that I'm um, thank you. For, oh, it's all right. Oh, there we go. So, well, okay. There's the, the famous infamous question. I always ask everybody who joins our show. And so who is your favorite superhero and why? Well, when yesterday you sent me the list of questions, this is the question I stressed about the most. Um, I grew up uh, a child that didn't like to read and a very blessed uh, teacher uh, introduced me to comic books. So um, I'm a comic book fanatic. So to pick just one is hard. <laughs> I went through uh, Iron Man. He, he was confident. I went through Spider-Man. He was brave and young and then I went through like even the obscure superheroes but I, I I kind of went back to Superman um he had all the power but he, he was vulnerable in so many situations um my favorite quote that is from a comic book says um you're stronger than you think you are um mm. Superman had a person that was going to commit suicide and he was trying to talk him off the ledge and that's what he told him. Uh, yeah, told him that you're stronger than you think you are. Mm 
uh, with from a man that had all the powers but all that vulnerability uh, to say that um, Superman was always uh, always one of my favorite. But man, the gambit of superheroes that <laughs> that I know kind of nerds me out a little bit. So I'll, I'll, I'll stick to Superman. <laughs> Well, and, and what a beautiful, beautiful quote from Superman, too. And so sorry that I, I made you stress out with that question. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, that wasn't the intention, but I love hearing yeah. um, everybody's responses. That's one reason I asked this question is because everybody has a different response. And so and and so that's beautiful that you you love um, comic books, you love superheroes and that you were able to pull that out because of that quote. So and that's beautiful storyline, too. And and what a great teacher. We're going to talk a little bit about teaching here in a little bit that got you to um, help you to learn how to read using those comic books. That's kind of oh, brilliant. Yeah. But, um, so we also this is all about superpowers, you know, yeah. so what would you say is your superpower and how do you use it in your day to day? Well, um, my wife and I have our, I call it our pillow talk is every night we, we put the kids to bed and we lay down and we talk. My big thing is finding videos on YouTube or Instagram or whatever that will make her laugh. Um, but last night, since I got that email, we sat, we lay down and talk and I was like, I don't know what my superhero is. And I, my my superpower is, so I was like, you know what? I can talk. I can talk to anyone and find a commonality. So I think my superhero is is my communication. Mm -hmm. uh, but she was like, you know what your superhero is? Your superpower is? And I was like, what? She goes, you can go to sleep anywhere in, in an instant. <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? She goes, you have fallen <clears throat> in the craziest places. So if they asked me that, my... My response for that was, you can fall asleep anywhere and at any time. So, so that was a that was a little bit of our conversation last night. That my I had superpowers. Uh, apparently, I can fall asleep anywhere and at any time. I well, so that that actually brings back memory of Dr. Dave and Dr. Troy talking about when you went on tour with them with in the Ula bus. You know this, you know old VW um, bus that um, that had no heating, no air conditioning, going across country, and that you'd be asleep in the back. <laughs> so. yeah, there's a picture of me waking up uh, with them taking a picture, a little selfie, and I'm in the back of the bus. Yeah, I, apparently I can sleep anywhere, no matter what the noise is, because that's in the back of that bus. The engine is right behind you, and it is loud. <laughs> <laughs> well, it probably is that monotone, loud noise, you know, that puts you right to sleep. So, kind of, I'll, I'll go with that. <laughs> there we go. There we go. And then, uh, but but communication that is is yeah. such an incredible um, superpower too to be able to communicate, to be able to connect with um, oh, yeah. to, with anybody and everybody. So beautiful. I love that, and to be able to sleep anywhere. So, <laughs> so. <laughs> Um, so just out of curiosity, you know, what are you currently working on in your life? Currently working on in my life is um, we're nearing the end of homeschooling. So it's all about just getting the kids done with their curriculum and let's start the summer right. Um, I homeschool our kids and with my traveling and stuff like that, sometimes we get behind. I mean, that's just the, the, the aspect of me traveling is um They'll, we sometimes will stop homeschooling so I can go on my ULA adventures or or, or wherever filming is taking me. Um, that's 
that's why I love homeschooling, that's the flexibility of it. But right now, um, working for ULA, finishing up uh, some projects that I can't say about, and then um, some just finishing up school for the kids and get them ready for swimming lessons and all that running around that, sum that involves summer. Uh yeah, wonderful, wonderful. And we're going to definitely talk more about your homeschooling here in a little yep. bit. Um, but, you know, one of the things that, that I love bringing into this show is faith. And um, because of where I am connected to the Holy Spirit and um, that divine connection piece is so important to me. That's one of the things we talk about in this show. So um, I'm curious to hear from you. How has faith impacted your daily life? Oh, it's definitely a, a daily, a daily thing. Um, when God called me into the ministry, I, I definitely, I fought it for the longest time because I, I didn't think I was strong enough. I didn't think uh, that I was smart enough. So I, I ran for my calling for quite some time, but then realizing that God's plans are better than our plans and scripture, it talks about um, uh, for man looks on the outside and God looks on the inside. Um, it made me really think that he's going to equip me into the things that I need to do. So I just need to drop off this baggage and all these blockers that I'm dealing with. So faith is a daily thing for, for me. And I'm grateful for all that he's blessed me for or blessed me with. So I remember the direction I was heading before I, I came, rededicated my life. And so every day when I wake up, I'm grateful because I, I'm in a house that my family and I built. I, I have an amazing family and I feel like it's all because of him. It's all the blessings he's given me and I should be grateful for that. I mean, in Ula, it talks about being, being grateful for all things, even the struggles. I mean, um, my wife and I had a struggle growing our family. And what I learned in, in that time was that I need to praise him in the good times and I need to praise him in the bad times because praise is, is uplifting to him, but also it's uplifting for us. It keeps our yeah. spirit up. So every day is a blessing. And to really realize that, I mean, it's so easy to go through your day-to-day -day life. Okay, I get up, I got to feed the kids and do all those things, but to take a minute and to be grateful for what God's blessed with you that day. The fact that you woke up and you have air in your lungs, that's a blessing. So my, my faith is so important to me and also that God has blessed me with four children that that is a calling in itself that I'm supposed to teach my children. Uh, like the scripture always says, uh, train up your child for where they, they go so when they're older they won't depart. I'm, I'm to a point where I'm talking to um, teenage parents or teenagers that have that the parents are they're like, OK, my kids are about to graduate. So am I done raising my child? And I'm like, no, because that scripture has no time limit. Right. So when your your son or daughter are married, you still have teaching moments. It's going to look different, but you still have those teaching moments when your son and daughter are have their own kids. That's a different teaching moments. So faith is a, an everyday growing thing. And if you're not growing daily, you're stagnant. Right. Oh, I love that. So good. So good. And, you know, so um, 
like you've ta- started to hit on the faith aspect. You, I mean, you've hit on the faith aspect. You started to hit on the kid aspect. And um, I love the verses that you brought into there. There's some, those are some of my favorite. And um, I know you've had some struggles with having your kiddos, but you have four amazing ones now. I love seeing the pictures that you post about <laughs> them and, and all of the things. So, um, so, you know, You've you've mentioned before that you're not the normal homeschool dad. So I'd yeah. love for you to elaborate a little bit more for those that may be curious about homeschooling, those that may be in the throes of homeschooling now. So elaborate a little bit more about that. What do you mean by, you know, um, this? Well, um, majority of homeschoolers that actually do the teaching are the mothers. Um, but with my wife being in the medical field and the choices that we made that I would stay home and, and educate our kids. And the funny thing is I, I don't consider myself a, a regular homeschooling dad because I grew up in learning disability classes. Like school was not my thing. I didn't mm. like school because I couldn't read, I couldn't comprehend and I couldn't retain. So the, the first year that we started teaching my daughter, we started her uh, in, I think, like pre-K, no, kindergarten. And I was nervous. I had the, the, okay, I barely graduated high school. How am I supposed to educate my children? But then realizing that the biggest thing about homeschooling is that you get to learn your child. You get to learn what they're good at, what they're not good at, how they learn. Because you, you get a, a public school and that teacher is stretched thin because she has like 20 to 30 kids. She can't learn all these kids and how they learn. But with the opportunity that I have, we did that. My daughter was a very good reader, thank God. And so we went to the, the learning aspect of you, you learn to read so you can read to learn. Mm-hmm. So whenever she started reading and had a question, I was like, okay, let's look it up. Because mm-hmm. one, I didn't know what the heck that we were talking about. So <laughs> while she was learning, I was like, yeah, yeah, I, I get it. So it was a lot of that, but it was a lot of just getting those blockers of fear and, and self-doubt mm-hmm. and self-sabotage out of the way. And then as she got older, she kind of took learning on her own. I mean, we do have a curriculum that we follow and there's a teacher's guide, thank, thank goodness. And, mm-hmm. and then when my son, uh, started school, he was the total opposite of my daughter. So it was a lot of uh, drawing pictures, going on YouTube, and he was very visual. So mm-hmm. it was about learning that. So I don't think I'm a regular homeschooling dad because I will take every avenue in any avenue as long as my child is learning. And I think um, there are some homeschoolers that just strictly are strictly to the curriculum We'll go to lesson one, then lesson one B, one A. So it's just that sort of thing. But I'm free learning with the curriculum, but our kids are excelling. Uh, they just took their end of the year testing and they all, well, both of them tested out of their grade level. So awesome. and beyond. So I, I'm very blessed. And I, people are like, aren't you proud? I'm like, I really can't take the credit. I'm just the facilitator, the the pusher. And uh, I'm just grateful for that. And that's one of the reasons I love homeschooling because one, I get to spend, which is a double-edged sword. I get to spend all day, every day with our kids, but I get to see them grow 
and uh, I personally can say I taught my children to read and yes. anything like that. No one can take that away from me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, beautiful, beautiful. So um, I don't know if I can't remember if we've talked about this before, but you know, my son does a hybrid homeschool program where we homeschool him on Mondays and Fridays, and then he actually goes to a um, classic Christian education on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, all day. And so we get to partner with the educators, the teachers um, to uh, both co to collaborate in his, yeah. his schooling and see where there's, cause there are some areas that like, I like, I, I work from, my husband works outside of the house. So um, it, we want to see how he's learning. We want to see the style. We want to see where he needs help. And, and he was not a reader like your daughter. Um, it's like been like pulling teeth. Um, I did share recently, you know, we got that new Ula shot, which is like focus and, and, um, and great for cognitive function and focus and, and um, sustained energy. And he did that. And then he went and read 30 pages and I was like, Woohoo! Yeah. You know, <laughs> yes, uh, win for I'm like everybody's a shot now. You know, right um, for sure. So, um, but I commend you for being the homeschooling dad. It's because just doing it on Mondays and Fridays, um, sometimes it can be a little bit of a challenge. Um, oh yeah, so. definitely. <laughs> well, you got to think our our kids know our buttons, and they're they're okay to using pushing those buttons every now and then because uh i think it's a form of respect that they don't do that with other people but yeah with us they kind of have a little leeway so they'll sit there and like oh, i'm gonna push daddy's buttons today <laughs> so we all get those days but um then i have to realize they're just kids and they're feeling feeling their self out of what uh, right. what is <laughs> what is appropriate so and what is not Exactly. So like on that note, what's been the hardest thing about homeschooling for you? Oh man, the hardest thing. I don't know how long this podcast is, but <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's really the day-to-day. The -day. I mean, the, you'll have your good days and then you have your bad days. And sometimes the hardest thing is a lot of homeschoolers feel alone. A lot of the parents, they feel alone. There's a lot of co-ops and stuff like that. But those sometimes are once a week or twice a week or, or something along those lines. So they feel alone. Um, I, I will admit there are times that I have hid in the bathroom with some treats and sat there because I was done. I was done with the day. I was done with everyone's attitude. I was done with my attitude. So it's, uh, it's very important to have it a community around you uh, like the, it takes the village. But honestly, the hardest part is sometimes feeling that uh, that aloneness of okay, this is my responsibility. That if, if the kids aren't making the grade, whose fault is it? It's my fault. So there's a lot of self doubt and that sort of thing, and that stems from being alone. But once you have a community, uh, we've been a part of some good co-ops. That once you have that community, you can bounce ideas off, or or sometimes a mother's having a hard day and you're not, so you you'll encourage them, and then vice versa there's times that i've had mothers really encouraging me saying that you're doing a good job and don't worry about whatever is going on and it's it's amazing to have a community and to rely on them yes community is so so key and that's where you know as far as 
you know, we have the honor, the privilege uh, to you to you to homeschool me to have a hybrid program. And then there are the public programs out there. And, you know, that's what people, you know, I have so much more respect, I think, for teachers across the board, just oh, yeah. doing the hybrid homeschooling program that I've done. Um, because the teachers that I, I couldn't imagine, I have one son that I'm homeschooling, I couldn't imagine having a classroom full of them, um, or having multiples that I'm homeschooling too. So I give so much respect to teachers, I think in some ways, they are undervalued, and um, that they need to be given more in, in smaller classrooms and so on. But that's a whole nother talk for another day, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And we could go on for hours on something like that. <laughs> right, exactly. So those teachers listening, mad respect to you. And thank Definitely. you. For, I, I always thank military people for their service and teachers for their service. Thank you for your service and as a, a primary educator. And so, um, but, but I'm curious too, cause you, you have your media business. And so, mm -hmm. you know, how, how have you been like balancing having your business and being the primary educator for your children? You touched on, it, I think a little bit at the beginning of sometimes you've had to pause, but, but should, please share with us about that. Well, it's a lot of uh, time management and it's being, um, what's the word? Just every hour counts, every minute counts. And so you have to definitely uh, account for it. So for, for example, if I have a big project that I'm doing, we will do school. Usually we'll start school around eight or 8.30 and then we'll do school till lunchtime. Luckily my daughter has uh, kind of the lunch she calls herself the lunch lady because she makes lunch now for for the boys and i'll take care of selena and feed her so we'll have the lunch and then we'll go back to school for another two hours or so then after that uh because she's older she'll take care of selena my my uh, one-year-old and the boys are kind of they, they'll take care of themselves either they'll reading or play on a tablet or or whatnot and then it'll give me time to start editing or whatever and that is from usually around 2 30 till 5 5 30 when my wife comes home and then i stop everything that i'm doing because that's my time with my wife we cook dinner together and then we have <coughs> dinner together and then again depending on what project's going on i'll edit for another two or three hours and then around 10 o'clock the kids are down and it's our pillow talk time where we'll sit and I'll show her videos to make her laugh or we'll sit and talk and catch up about a day, but to actually connect. We take that time, very important to us, that we connect every day, no matter what's going on, no matter where we are. But then there's those times I travel and luckily with my wife being in the medical industry, she gets a lot of um, uh, vacation time. Well, not really a lot of vacation time, but a good amount of vacation time. So if I'm going, like we, we had our ULA convention, she yep. took the week off and she took the kids to a couple of museums and stuff like that. And I, I went to and, and worked. Um, but there's times that we have to ask uh, grandmothers or friends just to, to sit with the kids. And luckily we have a, a good circle around us. Um, but it, it's not very, I don't say that I travel uh, an extensive amount, but I travel more than most people do, but it, with the flexibility of homeschooling, there's times that they'll have uh, lessons that they have to do. And then when I get back home, I'll check them and then 
correct any mistakes. And, but like I said, I mean, flexibility is like the, the best part of homeschooling. For example, we usually start schooling very early. We'll take probably two months off for summer and then we'll start school automatically. And then when Labor Day comes, we, we go to the beach for a week. And nice. the funny thing is it's off season and the only people that are on the beach are, are retired people and homeschoolers. So my, <laughs> my kids have so many friends from all over. So, so she's, my, my daughter's met uh, so many friends from Ohio, Indiana, just stuff like that, that they were at the beach and they become pen pals or now with cell phones, oh, they're always texting each other. So it's funny the that Labor Day, the, the beach is packed. And then the next day is less and the next day is even less. And then it's just retired people and homeschoolers that are on the beach. (laughs) That's fantastic. So, and that again, you know, you just bring out the point that you said it takes a village, you know, whether it's, it's your grandparents helping, you know, your, your wife taking off work to be able to help. And, um, but I love also how you make family such an important priority that you, you do the time management so that you have that pillow talk time with your wife, you eat dinner together as a family and making that foundational family piece so vital to your, your, um, existence with your family. So that's beautiful. It's something that I, f- I feel like it could be kind of almost a lost art in some ways. You know, I grew up oh. like that. Um, and, and, but it seems like busyness. I have been, I am guilty of allowing busyness to keep me from some of that. And so um, I, it's beautiful. I think I tell my husband, we need to make sure we have pillow talk. Of course, he falls asleep much earlier than I do. <laughs> He's like used it so he can fall asleep almost anywhere. <laughs> well, give him a task. Give him a task to do. Like I love finding, like during the day, I'll go on either Facebook or Instagram and find those TikToks, those small videos that crack me up. My wife has a stressful job and at, at before um, when we were having miscarriages and stuff like that, she was still in the OB industry. So which could, could hurt her mentally because she was hurting and then having to deal with the things that she did at work. But so my main goal is before she goes to sleep, I want her to laugh. I want her to forget about the stresses of the day and get a relaxing sleep because she had a laugh. She got uh some enjoyment at those because when you laugh you get those endorphins you get that high so i want her to go to sleep with that i want her to not worry about the world let's just be in bed and let's be let that be our world until we get into the world um i I love my family I, i come from a broken family so i think that's why i'm so so adamant about having time together as a family. Um, my main goal is that when my kids are older and move out, they are excited to come visit us. It sounds like you're on the right path with that. And I, I, think, so. you're not, I think you're not going to have any, uh, any problem with that. And how beautiful is it that you've taken from your broken um, family re- dynamic and how you are, have decided to not let that define your your future 
that you have actually stepped up and said, no, 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 no. I'm going to create a better future for me and my family from learning from my past and how the brokenness of that. And so that in and of itself is powerful. My mom did the same thing. She had a lot of hurt and a lot of pain in her past and she made her prior, her family and me and our, her kids and a priority. So um, I commend you in that. That's, that's beautiful. And it, our past, that's, that's another example of how our past doesn't have to define us, that we get to choose. We get to decide how that we are going to create our future for ourselves. And, um, and God's awesome and helping out with that too, right? Oh, um, he definitely is. It's, it's amazing that we are raising children up that this is all that they're going to know. Um, they're dumbfounded when she, when my daughter says, so I found out that so-and-so they don't eat together and mm -hmm. they only eat together like once a week. And I'm like, well, that's just, that's their family dynamic and that's how they work. So it's, but mm -hmm. ours is a little bit different and I'm okay with that because I just, I want to be with my kids. I mean, there's sometimes I don't want to be with my kids, but then there's <laughs> uh <-huh>. <laughs> <laughs> bathroom snacks. I call them. <laughs> well, you run but those I, off. You, know, you, yeah. you just run those off later, right? <laughs> oh heck yeah! <laughs> I'm just, I just want my kids to, like, like I said, be excited to bring their kids to see us um, when we're older, and um, I'll, I'll know that I was successful. And my daughter wants to be a, uh, a flight attendant when she grow up. So, so she wants to travel the world, but I, right. I want her to remember where home is. Oh, I'm sure she will. I'm sure she will. Okay. <laughs> so one last question as we're kind of winding down here, and I feel like I could talk with you forever and to go into this deeper, but um, I would love to people to hear a little bit more about your filming and your editing and how you yeah. love helping people with this. So can you share with everyone a little bit about this? Yes, um, I started filming probably, I would say probably six or seven years ago, um, but it started when I was in high school. For some odd reason, they allowed me to be in the TV broadcasting class. Um, and I don't know why they allowed me in because I was I'm not a very good student. So they, they let me in and I got a passion there. I, I, I loved filming, but that was back in the day where we were editing on VHS tapes. So super VHS and then it was high eight of just tape to tape. But now with computers and everything, it's so much, so much better. But um, I had the passion there and then I just, Satan took that away from me through drugs and alcohol and partying. And then after a while, I think God blessed me with an opportunity to film. And it was just one of those yes moments where someone said, hey, can you, I made a little silly video of me and the kids messing around or something. And someone asked, said, I have a friend that uh, needs instructional videos. Uh, can you do it for me? I was like, yeah, sure, why not? And I had no equipment. I, I think I have like one DSLR and I, I was just gonna make it work. And that's been my entire life of, I never have the right equipment. I can't say that I'm starting to build up my equipment. I never had the right equipment at the beginning, but I, I, I managed and it, it, it was a blessing from God. So if this was a blessing for God, I should use it to serve him as well. So I've done some volunteering um, for a local uh, pregnancy resource center. I do their videos for, uh, for testimonials and stuff like that. And then uh, with through ULA, I was contacted Rice Bowls. They, they had a partnership and they needed a videographer. So I was blessed to 
go to Honduras and film with uh, three orphanages that they wow. that they support. But uh, it's it, I have had moments where I just take a minute and stop and say, <laughs> how did I get here? Like, mm-hmm. how did I go from that punk kid in TV broadcasting to driving up what seemed like Pikes Peak in the mountains of Honduras. I, first of all, I didn't know Honduras was mountainous. And I'm <laughs> up uh, driving or riding in this rickety SUV up a mountain. I'm like, how did I get here? And I just know that God's blessed me with an amazing life and amazing opportunities that um, I, I just love what I do. I love the art aspect of it. And I love that I have an opportunity to to praise him and bless him through this gift he's given me. And I, I love working with people. I love when someone has a vision and I can help them meet that vision. I mean, there's some, some people are like, okay, I want a video and you make it for them. I'm like, do you want me to re-edit or anything like that? They're like, no, that's good. I'm like, oh, okay. But then you have those people like, like uh, Dr. Dave, that I'll make the video. And he was like, okay, can you move this thing over here? And can we trim here? I mean, he has a vision and then I have the, the capability to help him find that vision. I, I just love communicating and working with people. And if I can do that through uh, media, so be it. And plus it's fun and I get to meet amazing people like you and go yes. to amazing places. So it's a, a win-win. Oh, I love it. And you do have a gift. And and just for those listening, you know, I, Stitz has actually created something for me. We had a session, we just talked and we talked through what I was looking for, what, what I wanted in the video. And then I was just like, okay, go. And he brought me back something that actually exceeded my expectations from the vision that I cast for him. We made a couple little tweaks and we rolled with it and got rave reviews on it. So I can speak um, for, I can give you accolades on that because uh, it was, it was amazing. Um, and, and it was one of the best videos and, and it was full. We actually created it for Ula and they were like, it's one of the best videos that this is created, you know? Um, <laughs> and the so, funny thing is I still watch that. I still have that, that final copy. So and I, every now, I'm like, it pumps me up. I'm like, man, that really, that was a really good one. Like, this is what I have to top. This is the benchmark that I have to top. So, <laughs> right? Well, it was fun working with you and being able to cast that vision and you catching it and you seeing it and you running with it. So that was a, that was a blessing. That was beautiful. And you, and how it's so beautiful to see how you are utilizing the gifts and talents that God gave you, the superpowers that God gave you per se to, to be able to serve and to be able to help others to achieve what they want to achieve as well. So so thank you for that. It's, it's been such an honor and a privilege to have you um, join us today. Again, we could talk forever and ever. I feel like um, we'll, well, we can look at having you back down the road. And um, so thank you all for tuning in, for listening, for spending this time with us. We hope you have a fabulous rest of your day and your week and look forward to seeing you back next time. And for now, think about What's your superpower? We want to know. Let us know in the comments and reviews. Thank you guys for joining us. Take care.